So back in 2020, I, Steven Schinder, started a podcast called Delayed Replay, recapping and reviewing the latest films. However, it got broadcast into an alternate universe, where those films got delayed and came out differently from how I was describing them. Because of how me and my guests had been describing the films, people in that other universe were saying that this was all an improvised comedy podcast, which, listening back, I can totally get why they believe that. A lot of weird stuff happened in that first year, and I even met my other self from that other universe, who pops in from time to time, for better or worse. And now, in the year 2023, this podcast continues, still recapping and reviewing movies and sometimes some other things that got delayed or cancelled in that other universe. New episode Saturdays, every other week, unless I decide otherwise for some special reason, or whatever. You are listening to Delayed Replay, Season 4. Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Delayed Replay, that podcast where we recap and review movies that got delayed in that other universe but came out on time in our universe. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Schinder, and we're recapping Haunted Mansion, which came out in March for us. Um, yeah, I know, kind of lagging it, but hey, delays in the title, so it provides some leeway. Uh, joining me once again, uh, it, it's been a while. And, I think it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it was on the Quiet Place Part th- uh, 3D episode or whatever it was, but yeah, it's, it's Andres. <laughs> How's it going, dude? It's going absolutely wonderful, Steven. The life that we've had since then has changed drastically, so it's wonderful to be back. Yeah, it's wild that it's been three years since this podcast started, and a year since that last episode we were both on. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by your resilience to keep reviewing movies that have been delayed. Yeah, like, despite how big or small the audience might be (laughs) that's right that's right right um so yeah this is haunted mansion uh they took away the the in the title to sort of separate it from the 2003 film that had the in the title so you know just so people aren't very confused you know listen i was disappointed by the fact that eddie murphy is not the lead again i was super disappointed Right, but he does have a cameo, which we'll talk about as we get into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess to start off, like, what's your history with ha- anything Haunted Mansion media? Haunted Mansion media. Uh, so I am a advocate for the defense of the Haunted Mansion at New Orleans. I will fight to the death of anyone who dares wants to update the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland in California. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big uh, nerd for it. I know the history of the lore of, of the Haunted Mansion pretty well. Uh, I can tell you a lot about Ka- uh, Constance Hatchaway, the owner and murderer of the Haunted Mansion. I know the his- I know the owner of the mansion. I know his younger brother. <laughs> oh, the things, the things I can tell you, Stephen, about the Haunted Mansion. The the lore drops I got for you. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Nice. Yeah, I don't remember which 
Disneyland trip was my first time at the Haunted Mansion because the first time I ever went to Disneyland was in 2002 when I was like seven or eight or something. Um, but I remember seeing the 2003 Haunted Mansion movie in the theater <laughs> with my mom and the next few times going to Disneyland. I've only been to Disneyland five times in my life, believe it or not. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not like some of those other people we knew back in our school who go like 50 times a year or whatever. Listen, I was never 50 <laughs> times a year guy, but I did have a pass for many years of my life. So right. because I, I, I live 30 minutes away, you know, so I'd go quite often growing up. Right. But yeah, the Haunted Mansion ride is really cool. It's got a nice, eerie, spooky vibe, you know, the ghostly part, like it, the spinning chair thing like it's really cool if you've been keeping track of of steven's podcast i'm here only for haunted episodes over uh ever <laughs> so so i can tell you something that this ride is definitely in my top three at uh at disneyland for sure where are the other two indiana jones and the jungle cruise <laughs> oh nice <laughs> yeah those are my top three. And then number four, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. What's number five? Number five, I would probably have to say is either Space Mountain or Star Tours. Okay. Yeah, there are a bunch of rides and there have been several movies based on the rides and there are like connections in this movie, but, uh, but yeah, like... As far as Haunted Mansion media, I've also seen Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus when that came out. Uh, ha have you seen that one? Excellent film. I, I've watched bits and pieces, but I feel like I've seen it all, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because once you've seen Muppets once, you've seen them all. They're like so homogenous, that's, that's... right? No creative. I, I I'm actually... I'm kidding. <laughs> I was a diehard fan, and you can quote me on this Stephen, for years to come i was a diehard fan of the muppets office spinoff oh, uh, i loved that one <laughs> okay a fellow fan of the office muppets it was incredible incredible yeah it, it's it's weird because frank oz thinks that that one felt like it was trying to be too much like adult shows like those types of sitcoms right. And he also thought that the ones, the recent, well, I say recent, but it was in the early 2010s, gosh, uh, the Muppets uh, 2011 film or whatever, and its sequel, he thought oh, that yeah. those were too sweet and kitty, maybe. I, I think he's, I'll have to find the quote, but he kind of felt like those were like on two opposite ends of the spectrum and not quite in the middle where the Muppets should be, which... I didn't really have a problem with either of those, but then again, I also love Muppets and space. That was my entry into the Muppets. Well, well love might be a strong I, word, but I enjoyed it. Well, I, as a kid, had the VHS of the first Muppet movie, um, and I used to replay that all the time, and I still watch it on Disney Plus quite often, and anybody who gets in my car has eventually heard that I have the rainbow connection uh, in my playlist, <laughs> the song that uh, Kermit sings at the beginning of the song uh, of the movie and then at the end. So I absolutely am a big fan of the Muppets, huge fan of the Muppets. Yeah. 
So uh, I too, I've seen the Muppets Haunted Mansion. It was kind of random. I was kind of surprised they didn't hold off on releasing that until around the time this new Haunted Mansion movie came out. It's kind of weird that it was back then instead of now. True, 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 true. This movie uh, focuses on, well, there are a few different characters. We've got Rosaria Dawson as Gabby, a mother who moves into the mansion with her son, Travis. And we've got like some other big actors like Dino DeVito, or I'm sorry, Danny DeVito as a- his- Dino DeVito. Yeah, from, <laughs> from Dino Hatton in the Dino universe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he plays a historian named Bruce. Uh, Owen Wilson plays a sort of priest named Kent. Uh, you have Tiffany Haddish as a psychic named Harriet. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield as Ben, who's like a paranormal tour guide. Jamie Lee Curtis, that's a big heavy hitter, as Madame Leota. And uh, for whatever reason, they had got Jared Leto as the Hatbox ghost. So, yeah, what do you think? Whatever of- reason, you mean he owns crazy characters now. He has decided he will strictly play crazy characters from here on out. Yeah, I mean, he himself is kind of big yikes. So I guess it kind of fits, but it's just, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, we're, we're not going to get into it, but his, right, his island... Yeah. He has his own island of things that we shall not discuss on the podcast. The dude is absolutely crazy. Absolutely right. bonkers. And so, like, what do you think of how they open with, like, Rosaria Dawson and her whole predicament and how why she has to move in? So I thought it was absolutely interesting that they really centered on a very particular modern problem. And that problem was there wasn't enough Slurpee juice in her uh, neighborhood. I, yeah. I thought that was a very modern conundrum. I know for a fact that if here where I live, they ran out of blue colored icy, uh, I would also move. So I, I thought it was very fascinating to me that the conundrum is that they live on a syrup farm and the syrup has run out of their farm and they can no longer produce. And thus they must move away to where the syrup rains like honey. I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Riveting. Yeah. Like they could have very easily made it um, like it would have been too easy for them to make it a problem where it's like, oh, we're getting evicted or we can't afford to live in this place or we inherited this other place. But no, they got creative and we're like, oh, there's no more material for Icy here. Let's move with all the money we've saved up into this mansion that is near more of that stuff and we'll be more happy there. And think about Steven, that, that is Disney magic right there. In no (laughs) world would I actually believe that happens, but the moment you slap a Disney property with this crazy situation, I'm like, of course, somewhere in the universe, this is occurring and this has happened. And I am here for Disney magic and their weird Slurpee juice storyline. Yeah. Man, remember, like, around the time the first Shrek movie came out and there were, like, green ices or whatever? Listen, don't ever come for the green icy because that is my favorite flavor of icy. Absolutely. Green, apple, icy, ice cream, and Slurpee, dominant flavors. No one could tell me anything else. Yeah, and if people come at me with a Mountain Dew flavor, they can, they can see the door. 
They can go see the door, my friend. Oh, dang. I guess I would have to see the door. <laughs> Just eject <laughs> me from the, the podcast. <laughs> That's right. This is my podcast now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good luck. Um, so, so they so they arrive at the mansion, and then Danny DeVito plays the you know stereotypical old geezer with the warning because you know he knows a history of this place and he's like do not right. move into this haunted mansion and rosario dawson like doesn't really pay much attention to him because he looks crazy so it's like why would she listen to him um his name is also dino so like i wouldn't respect him either i wouldn't right, respect him yeah. either if he to not move into this luxurious mansion so they live in this mansion for a bit like they have a nice montage where they're having good times you know the mom and the son are playing some board games um they look oddly happy playing monopoly which doesn't look very realistic to me but also kind of foreshadowing right like the way they play monopoly inside a mansion that they are also gambling their lives within yeah oddly metaphorical yeah, and one of them lands on the jail space and does have the get out of jail free card. So it's like the mansion itself is like a prison once stuff goes down later on. Right, Steven. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like eerie occurrences. Uh, see how I used an adjective there as if I uh, used a thesaurus? Or, oh, wait, occurrences is a There you go. There you go. But yeah, eerie occurrences occur, and uh, we see some obscure specter sort of floating around in the hallway, and the son, you know, he gets out of his room and tries to investigate it. Now, what was your reaction when you saw this ghost, like what they did within the scene here? Listen, I'm going I'm to have to take a step back and talk about the ghost as a whole. I'm sorry, spoiler alert yeah i as i said i am a i am a haunted mansion expert if i could have gone my master yeah degree, you're like danny devito I'm, in this movie i am the dino devito of this movie all right yeah i <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something i absolutely hated the fact that top hat is the villain of this film i have beef and my beef <laughs> is with him because the real villain should have been Constance Hathaway, the owner of the, sorry, no, the, the owner of Haunted Mansion, the owner. Do you know why, Stephen, it's called the Haunted Mansion? Do you know why? Uh, because it's a mansion that is haunted. Wrong! You're right there. <laughs> Wrong! So when you go to the park, there are big, bold letters that say HM. And in our simple minds, we're like, ah, Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Wrong! Wrong! The H doesn't stand for Haunted. It stands for High Tower because it was owned by George High Tower. Steven, I'm about to take you down a deep dive. We're about to derail for just a second, all right? So no, Constance yeah, go Hathaway, for it. we all know perfectly is the owner of it and what occurs okay so constance hathaway is poor all right she's this poor beautiful woman and this guy named oh god what's his name uh ambrose harper ambrose harper 
say sees her he's like "Ooh, i fancy her they marry and what does constance hathaway do once she gets his money she murders him with what her last name is hatchaway what do you think she murders him with uh hatchet correct steven she she plays by the book steven she plays by the book <laughs> so she murders ambrose with a hatch she does this three more times until she marries a man named george high tower now steven do you know what mr hightower's family also owns in the disney universe the tower of terror yes steven yes <laughs> they are the owners of the tower of terror but that's his brother whose name is um so if this is george his brother's name was uh 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 oh harrison harrison his name was harrison so but back to george so george and Constance Mary, but he wants to retire. And they're uh, they're LA people, apparently, according to the lore. They're LA people and they want to move away and they retire to what? A mansion in New Orleans. Okay. So they buy the house. She wants the money. She murders him. She is now cursed to forever live in the halls of the haunted mansion. With there are how many ghosts, Stephen? How many ghosts live in the haunted mansion? 13. So Good. Yes. 13 spirits, <laughs> which are us. But in actuality of the Lord, it's 999. But for this case, there are there are 13 <laughs> spirits. There are 13 spirits, Stephen. And there, and she has to live with them all in this place. And so, sidebar, the younger brother of George Hightower is Mr. Harrison Hightower, the owner of the Hollywood Tower Hotel, but not the one from the from the Anaheim Disneyland, but from Tokyo Disney, because they have a different uh, the tower, the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Um, they are the owners, and what does he do? Do you know what he does, Stephen? He does the Jungle Cruise. He is the <laughs> one that pays for the Jungle Cruise, and from the Jungle Cruise, he steals an item, which then creates the Haunted Tower in Tokyo. And this has been my lore drop, Stephen, of Haunted Mansion lore. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can fact check all those things. I oh, promise oh. you, I am right. Yeah, I'll even cheering sound effect and include it in that. Thank part. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I have made sure everybody is now educated in Haunted Mansion lore. Yeah, and they even like make references to like the Tower of Terror movie and the Jungle Cruise movie because, you know, they're building a like a Disney Parks cinematic universe, at least in here in the delayed replay universe. I don't know if like over in that other universe are doing that, but. Yeah, it kind of feels like they had this this movie ready, but we're waiting until like this year because it's the hundredth anniversary of Disney, mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, let's save it for 2023 to build up hype, even though it's like three years after we put out the Jungle Cruise movie. Um It is a wild ride. When I saw Right, the I see what you did there. From Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I saw the idol from the Jungle Cruise movie sitting in the Haunted Mansions. Uh, what, what's it? The, the place where you put a bunch of decorations into the glass thing. Um, oof. Uh, well, whatever that that glass thing is called where you put items within. When I saw that in there, I was like, this is the greatest cinematic universe that has ever existed. <laughs> Step aside, Marvel. Step aside, Spider-Verse. This is it. This is it right here. 
Yeah, because in the Jungle Cruise movie over here, it sort of ended with a bombshell that, like, oh, time and space is colliding or whatever. So when you see, like, the scene in this Haunted Mansion movie where there's that flood in the house, like, that's from an ocean in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It's like, whoa! I... I thought I missed the chapter. I was like, because the audience was clapping, you know, like they do when a bombshell feature gets shown. And I was like, why is everyone clapping at the water? I'm so yeah. confused. No, yeah, because it looks exactly like the Like you have to be a water nerd in order to recognize that the special effects people made it look exactly like the Pirates of the Caribbean water. So... I don't blame you that you didn't catch it. I am not a hydro so. homie, so I definitely didn't catch that. I definitely <laughs> didn't catch that. Yeah, but it, it was so cool. But yeah, there's like a lot of stuff happening in this mansion. Like you got the flood and there's also, you know, th they also mention, because, you know, they get uh, Owen Wilson and the psychic to try and help them and they're trying to i guess do a science in order to figure out what's going on how what'd you think of how that went down so i thought well i'm the way i say it, seance i thought the seance went wild i thought it was an excellent time for a plug-in where they plugged in the new taro disney taro cards that they're selling and i thought it was real interesting that she used these disney branded taro cards to lay out his fate and then his fate was, if I remember correctly, it was the tower, an upside down hermit, and a upside down death, which I thought was a fascinating, fascinating reading. If you know anything about Taro, that says a lot about Owen Wilson. So I thought it was absolutely interesting. Yeah, and this isn't his first time in a haunted house type of movie. Like he was in that 1999 movie, The Haunting, which... The effects what? for that haven't aged very well, but it was something. And, and but they really tie back to that um, Dizzy Plus special because later on they realize, oh, Hermit, we actually meant Kermit. And then like Kermit the Frog shows up in the movie. And then, and then that's when I realized I pay too much for my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That was the moment it occurred to me. Was this really a $30 movie? Was this really a $30 movie? I can't <laughs> yeah. yeah, the tickets for this one were like, it's bizarre how pricey they were. <laughs> they, they, I don't, I don't know what the concept was, but according to rumors I read, it was because there's limited seating because they expected the demand to be so high for this film. That it was kind of like reserved, like like you do you play trading cards at all, Steven? Like this was kind of like the black lotus of of this. This was the this was the blue eyes. This was the 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 Mewtwo card of the Disney cinematic. Universe. Oh, the Mewtwo card. So, okay, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got you. I got, I, yeah. I named <laughs> I named three different card game <laughs> universes to get you yeah. to get you. No, yeah, you, you gambled, but somewhere in there you. You, I found you. Yeah, I found you. You found me. I, uh, I I found you, much like how Jared Leto found them doing a seance. Yeah, and it was like very freaky when he showed up as the hat, uh, the hat box ghost. That's right. That's right. The hat box ghost, aka the ugliest 
cinematic villain I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely high up there. Yeah, and you know, this movie was rated PG-13, and they released it like the same weekend as Scream 6. So I guess the reasoning there was, oh, Scream 6 is rated R, so the younger crowd won't be watching it, where that, whereas they'll be watching this. And That's right. That's there right. were moments here that scared me, and seeing Jared Leto was one of them, admittedly. Him and his charcuterie of choices is the most fascinating thing an actor could ever do. I will never understand that man's range, but it ranges from downright crazy to absolutely psychotic. And this man was somewhere in between the two of them for this performance. Absolutely. I don't know what he did, but he definitely did some like necromancy summoning to get into this into this role. I don't know what Jared Leto's on. I don't know what this man does, but this man, this man's got some dark energies around him in this film. Absolutely not passing the vibe check this man was not slaying this man left crumbs this man terrible terrible yeah and speaking of crumbs uh earlier in the movie there was a bit of foreshadowing when uh the travis uh gabby's son doesn't completely finish his dinner so he's mm. like i'm feeling full and she's like well you better finish it and you know they spend a couple minutes trying to get him to finish the food until ultimately she gives up and he puts the leftovers and a Tupperware in the fridge. But now, at this moment, the leftovers come alive. So it's like, oh, dang, you should have finished the food earlier. Now <laughs> all the, these leftovers are attacking you. You got like all these bagels, all the spaghetti, all this uh, mayonnaise that's just attacking everyone. It's just, oh, it's just so, so spooky. I definitely gagged at the mayonnaise being on screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that is true. I this was classic, classic Disney pandering. Disney <laughs> was telling parents to make sure to tell their kids to eat their food to the last crumb. And you know what? I'm not a part of this team. I'm not a part of the finish to your last. I like to leave a little bit of dirtiness on my dish to make it look like, <laughs> make it look like I reserved a little bit myself. You know, I reserve the right to leave some crumbs to make it look like I wasn't that hungry. I reserve the right, Stephen. I reserve it. Uh, see, I'm kind of the opposite. Like when, I mean, when there's like some food left over that absolutely no one will eat, like even later, then it kind of feels like a waste of food. So it's like, if you're saving it for later, you got to at least eat it while it's good, like later, you know? So that's kind of where I, I stand on that. I am team never take food home from a restaurant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I You will never, ever, ever catch me asking for a box. And you might be like, why? And I'll tell you why, Stephen. Thank you for asking. <laughs> the reason is because I never end up reheating it. For, I wound up just bringing it home and then I eat everything else I have at home except for that. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm terrible. Anytime I bring something home, it stays in my fridge for like a week and I wound up throwing it away. God, so, you're, you're just like my roommate. <laughs> is your roommate just like that? Yeah, sometimes. Your, your roommate and I have a lot more in common then. But listen, listen, Stephen, I have to be honest about something though. The way you drank that Starbucks right now while I was giving that speech made me want some Starbucks. And that reminded me 
of when I was watching the Haunted Man. Sorry, when I was watching Haunted Mansion. Yeah. No, the <laughs> drop of the. When I was watching Haunted Mansion, it, it it gripped my soul, Stephen. It gripped me because I was like, man, this ride, this this experience, this movie is doing two things to me. It's doing two things to me. Number one, it's making me wish I was at Disneyland to go ride the ride. Yeah. Number two, because there was a lot of visual shots that were taken straight from the ride. And it was, yeah, incredible. it's like igniting those memories and make I, you want to go back. That's right. That's right. It, it, it with my scattered mind, I was all over the place. <laughs> and the second thing it did was, wow, I really want a coffee from Starbucks because I was bored out of my mind at certain points of the movie. And I was like, I am falling asleep and I need a coffee. So this movie does the two extremes really well. It's kind of like an indoor-outdoor situation, right? Right. Like at certain points, you're like, wow, incredible. Disney has never peaked so high. The Lion King wishes, you know? And other times, I'm like, wow. Y'all got destroyed by The Little Mermaid. Y'all got destroyed by Jungle Cruise. This movie sucks. So, you know, <laughs> like, it, it, it has this variety on both horizons, you know? Yeah, definitely. And there are moments when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Madame Leota, almost curses, but because it's PG-13, they have to, like, censor That's some right. of it. So they That's make right. all these, like, really creative, or air quotes, creative <laughs> noises to censor that. The the classic Disney, I'm about to swear, smash cut to something else happening, it, magic was on point for this movie. On point. Because Jamie Lee Curtis, you're right was absolutely about to drop F-bombs and everything else in between throughout the movie. And they constantly had to cut away to some magical situation. And, I, and I, I'm and i going back to the very beginning of this all, Stephen. Disney magic. Disney magic. No other movie can do that to me. No other movie lets me accept it as much as this Disney magic experience <laughs> from Haunted Mansion. Yeah, you're just waiting for that paycheck from Disney to clear, right? <laughs> I'm not, listen, listen. I'm 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 holding my res reservations and hope that they sponsor this episode. <laughs> yeah, if only. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like there's so many uh scary things going on to the point where madame leota even says this because this takes place on a friday this moment mm -hmm. she's like this is such a freaky friday and it's like damn it tizzy you gotta reference that movie like your own properties why not friday the 13th why freaky friday <laughs> yeah we should also mention that we're recording this on uh on june 6 2023 so you got like a six six <gasps> and 23 like i remember seeing the trailer for some movie called the number 23 and it was so stupid the way that they uh, narrated it. it's like at two divide by three it equals six 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 it's so <laughs> dumb um but this yeah I, I remember back on the episode <laughs> what was that this is an unholy episode yeah throwback to june 6 2006 when one of my classmates in fifth grade was like it's 666 we're all gonna die true true and that that is when the antichrist descended from heaven and smacked us all i don't know <laughs> something yeah happened. yeah that happened in this universe it in was very universe. brief and not very climactic it, also it just, in, yeah. in this universe <laughs> the 2012 movie is not a movie it's a documentary right <laughs> 
crazy times we've Yeah, had. like there were huge earthquakes, not quite as huge as you might think, but yeah. <laughs> but but New York did flood. New York did flood. Every yeah. shot we've ever seen of New York since then has been on CGI green screen. Yeah, much like the flood in the mansion in this movie. <gasps> um. <laughs> true. Was it the, the last third of the movie? Yes, yes, true, true. Yeah, so they finally decide to leave the mansion because for a while they're trying to stick around and see if they can stick it out because they're like oh but the deal to live here is so good like the price and like where like why would we leave but then after all the stuff that's going on they're like you know what no we need to leave um listen in this housing market i'd also fight it to the last tooth to tooth and nail to be like but it's so cheap it's so cheap (laughs) and it's so large no Yeah, but unfortunately, the mansion is surrounded by woods, so you you get, like, all these uh, trees trying to, like, you know, they come to life and try hitting them and whatnot, you know, they smash the car so they can't drive away very easily. And And that's, uh, that's when we, that's when they recreate the famous chariot scene from the first movie. The first movie. Do you remember that? Did you, or were you were you confused when your audience was clapping at your theater? You know, because... it, it had been a while since I saw the first movie. Like, I, I've probably seen it, like, maybe two or three times. The most recent time I saw it was October 2021. And oh um, I remember liking that one as a kid. But then on that watch, I was like, you know what? This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in that movie, there's a there's a very famous scene, Oscar winning scene, where a chariot busts out of the side of the mansion because they can't escape the mansion. And that chariot comes crashing through the mansion with ghost horses and they're carrying the family away. And in this movie, we had a very similar shot where they scurry away in a chariot ran by ghost horses. And I was like, wow, throwback which is a reference to what steven i'll answer it for you it's a reference (laughs) to the chariot outside of the ride at disneyland here in anaheim where there's a ghost horse there but you can't see it obviously because we're not dead but there's a ghost horse there and it's also a chariot wow yeah that's a lot of lore right there (laughs) i Uh, listen i'm telling you i got i got the references i got the lore drops I can also tell you about how there's a tombstone that says, here rests Wathel R. Bender. He rode to glory on a fender. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and earlier in the movie, um, one of the characters is like, you gotta be careful, there are some bears in the country. So during this chariot scene, they're chased by some monstrous bears, and they're like, country bears! So, you know, reference the country bears and you could tell that Disney were had the foresight that, oh, cocaine bear, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Tony are going to be a thing. So we got to have our own like monstrous bears in this. Steven, you were not prepared for this Disney Cinematic <laughs> Universe discussion. You should have read my my 10 page doc on on these things. Oh, no. Yeah, Steve, that, that's what your master's thesis was about <laughs> in this universe. My master's thesis was, in fact, on that. But jokes aside, I did write a 25 page paper on how Disney is a religion and Disneyland is a holy site. That oh, all jokes aside. 
Yeah, so, so that's what your religious studies was all about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I I I am a big advocate for Disney Disney religion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, congrats again on that whole like masters thing recently on Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Master of Disney and religion. <laughs> yeah, you're on a master quest, like on Pokemon, I guess. That's right, that. that's right. <laughs> that was such a weird title for that season after, like, it was still in the Johto region, and the previous two seasons had Johto in the title, but this one was like, no, it didn't have Johto in the title, just Listen, Master Quest. Pokemon cannot be bound and held by <laughs> any of your thoughts, Steven. They do whatever they want to do, and that's why they're the best around. Even better than Disney? I did not say that on record. <laughs> I did not say that. Okay, I, I see. I, I can read between the lines. Um, nah, okay. There are no lines to be read. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're trying to evade these bears and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And then it turns out that the kid has uh, on his phone, he has like a digital album of the actual country bears with like their music. And so he starts playing it and these monstrous bears start dancing to it rather than attacking. That's right. That's right. And then famously, famously, they Disney thought it'd be so smart to date themselves by doing a trendy TikTok dance that will surely age wonderfully. <laughs> surely, surely by being trendy, they have not foregone the, the, the standard of time and they will forever live on because this dance will forever be known as the trendiest dance around. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, I honestly can't wait for TikTok to stop being a thing someday. Listen, <laughs> I I wish so, but then I came to realize Instagram has a TikTok a TikTok thing. YouTube has a TikTok thing. Yeah, they call it shorts. Every, yeah, shorts. That's right. Facebook also has shorts and and reels, as they call them on Instagram. Uh, everything has one. And even Twitter now lets you, if you're watching any video, if you scroll up, there's another video now too on Twitter that has nothing to do with the tweet you're looking at. Right. So now everything has sucked me in. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm kind of weird in that I would rather watch like a 10 minute vid than sit through like a 30 second vid of, of just whatever. But that's how they get you, Steven. That's how they, just like the Haunted Mansion gets you. They get you in with just a small little tidbit, and then two and a half hours later, you're wondering why you paid $40 for your ticket. You paid $40? Well, where did the extra 10 come from? The extra 10 came from the interest fee they charge you at the exit. Did you not? What kind of theater did I go to? Did you not get charged at the exit, too? Uh, Well, I must have, like evaded the person like they reached out and i was like whoa i don't know you and i just dodged them and they're like eh, whatever go ahead so i guess they were lazy with about their job but I, they charged me ten dollars on the way out oh but i did pay an extra thirty dollars for the food at this theater i went to that is true that it, i i am not including popcorn soda candy expense fees mm. on top of my pizza nachos hot dog <laughs> Which just does also not include my icy fee. 
No, yeah, I just got the hot dog and uh, Mountain Dew. Oh, actually, it was 50 total, because I also got, like, the Pizza Hut giant cookie thing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Listen, Steven, I gotta know. Off record, but on record, because it's for the podcast, but off yeah. record... <laughs> uh, <laughs> What are you? Are you the kind of guy who orders full full meals at movie theaters? Once in a while, it has to be you scum. I have to, I have to be like starving. Like I have to have forgotten to eat breakfast and lunch or something. I so. I will share a story with you. Okay. I recently I went opening week to go watch Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. All right. Right. And. A quarter of the way through, not even a quarter, I'd say like a fifth of the way through, they're in a really heavy plot moment in the story where it's really establishing stakes and character narrative. This server comes in and is serving food to the person in <laughs> front of me, and they're just blocking me from watching the movie, Steven. They blocked. <laughs> I couldn't watch the film, and I just stared at them, and I was like, are you serious right now? And I didn't even go to those, like, movie theaters where, like, they bring you fancy food and whatnot. I went to a Edwards Theater. I went to a <laughs> Regal movie theater, and they brought this man whatever it was and they stood there and they were giving them and they didn't even do the whole oh excuse me i'm ducking lower so you don't see me that i'm blocking you no 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 this waiter waitress theater worker just stood there in full full-fledged pose and blocked the movie for me terrible. wow terrible yeah, that's very inconsiderate of them, Montres. <laughs> this is why if you order food at a movie theater, I think less of you, Stephen. Oh, so you mean like ordering during the screening is what you meant? No, well, the, clearly they ordered it before they sat down, right? Clearly they ordered it before. Yeah, they... I, I was thinking you meant like even just in general, buying the food and getting it before the screening. Oh. No, I'm, because I'm a popcorn guy. I order the okay. largest bucket and refill it every time I go. But I have never, ever, ever ordered food from a movie theater. Okay. But yeah, I actually have ordered food at like Look Cinemas and they bring it in during the trailers or the movie or something. So yeah, that has happened a couple mm -hmm. or a few times. So you too. have ruined someone's movie experience. Is uh, probably, but... <laughs> I don't know. They probably deserved it. I like to Steve. think that Steve. just to make myself feel better. Steven, you <laughs> inconsiderate monster. You you were like the top hat guy from the from Haunted Mansion. Oh, geez. <laughs> terrible, terrible person. Right. Well, that may be, but getting back to the movie. <laughs> so... You know, the bears are dancing, so they're like, no, now's our chance. But then, like, as they're, like, so close to escaping, the hatbox ghost, like, tries to get them again. Now, at this point, it's feeling really repetitive to me. Like, the scares aren't working as well. So, what did you... never worked. I'm stone cold. <laughs> so, what did you think of the way that they sort of wrapped this whole thing up? I thought it was absolutely fascinating that the best way to get rid of this top hat madman Jared Leto monster psychopath from hell, the best way to get rid of it was 
through the power of love and family. <laughs> Very reminiscent of It Chapter 2, if anyone has seen that, where yeah. they're like, <laughs> and he's like, wow, my greatest defeat. You're not scared of me. <laughs> so I thought it was very Disney-esque. I think I applaud Disney for all their work. They have the greatest writers I've ever seen. I they mean, I, I was face palming for like that solution, but also face palming for not expecting that they would go with something cheesy that's right. like that. <laughs> that's right. I was expecting a real ending and they gave me a realer ending. They gave me the power of love. And with that, I was willing to pay those $10 when I was leaving the theater. <laughs> Right. Like there were moments where some of the scares felt like Del Toro-esque because he was involved for a time and it seems like they kept some of his ideas, but it just kind of gets bogged down by some of the, you know, the hands-on Disney feel of Absolutely. it that it got. You can definitely feel the Del Toro-esque-ness of it all in just the general design of the mansion when we're within it this fantastical horror realism that he's really good at yeah. you see it in elements of the design of the production but you don't feel it because it's so over disneyfied where you're like mm, this feels like it was supposed to go in a different direction altogether yeah definitely so they make it out and um the mansion sort of it kind of implodes upon it. They don't really explain why. Like, I was going to say it collapses upon itself, but implode is a much better word for what occurred. Yeah, and I don't know if this is supposed to be connected to like the thing that's going on across space and time that's connecting these Disney true, ride true. movies, or if it's just a Haunted Mansion occurrence. But I was wondering why there was a little roar from a lion when it happened. I thought it was yeah. just, maybe it's a Lion King reference. Yeah, maybe. Or Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah, could be. So um, the mom and the kid, like, I don't even care about their names anymore. I they never did. <laughs> they, make it, <laughs> they make it back to the normal town. Yeah. And, and you know Gabby the... does return see now i care about the names gabby does return <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like the sun has risen so you know very cliche like it's daytime now so they're safe um and then a car pulls over and it kind of shows like the shoes like it, as they're walking like a camera right. pans yeah. up and it's eddie murphy's character from yeah. the haunted mansion and he's like all right you gotta stay away from that haunted mansion. I had experience in the haunted mansion, so here's what you do. And then they cut him off, and they're like, "We've already escaped." And it's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Oh man, am I late?" And then that's how it ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess what a way to celebrate his movie's 20th anniversary. I thought, I out. thought, honest to God, when I saw the shoes, I thought it was gonna be Nick Fury. I was like, is this about to turn into an Avengers moment? Are they being recruited for some reason? And no, right. Eddie Murphy, which is just as good. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see him, but I don't know. It kind of feels phoned in, doesn't it? Like it's always, always. I, I'm a big, I, I, I have run out of nostalgia baiting. I'm yeah. over it. 
I'm like, please give me something original. Stop, stop harping on things I've already seen. No, yeah, a lot of the stuff that's been recapped on this podcast has had nostalgia bait. So it's like, please just end this now. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have a very, I have a very unpopular opinion. I recently watched Into the Spider Verse. No spoilers here, and and it's all nostalgia baiting. And I Wait, into and the Spider Verse or across the sorry across the Spider Verse. Sorry, across the Spider Verse is uh the brand new one and it was it's nothing but nostalgia baiting for like three-fourths of the movie no yeah i actually agree i'm with you on that okay cool yeah (laughs) i thought the whole i thought oh the whole movie was a giant nostalgia bait at times and it felt like it really derailed the movie for me i actually really didn't like uh across the spider-verse for it because it was just so much of just look at this look at that look how cool this is and i'm like but part but into the spider-verse is so beautiful because it's just this beautiful tale and it's original and it stands on its own and you don't need context about anything at all and this one's like did you know that this thing <laughs> happened in this movie and you're like what and no like, no yeah yeah into the spider-verse the first one is a more intimate and personal story that stands on its own so that one is at the top and so yeah i totally agree like i didn't think it was a bad movie like i still enjoyed it no no i agree but yeah like because of the nostalgia baiting it just couldn't live up to into the spider-verse Absolutely not, because this one requires context for you to enjoy versus the first one requires no context. It's a good movie for for it. I believe any movie that doesn't require context for you to understand it and enjoy it is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, we need more standalone movies, but like the film industry, like the one at least for the blockbusters are just not listening about that. Um, No, absolutely not. And a big piece of evidence uh, pointing toward that is the post credit scene, which shows pirate ship and it shows like the year. I don't remember what year it said, but it's like a long time ago. And you see Margot Robbie, I guess the character she's playing in that Pirates spinoff. And right, right. She, yeah, she like looks up and she's like, drink up me hearty Zoho. And then it cuts to black. Yep, yep. And I was like, why? What's going on? <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It's been crazy. Yeah. So I guess we can go into final thoughts, score out of 10, a unit of measurements for the okay. score. Uh, score out of 10, as a Disney enthusiast, master of Disney and religion, uh, I believe... <laughs> I believe that this film was a solid, solid Disney rating, solid seven. Film rating, solid three. But overall, <laughs> go watch it. Okay. I and, absolutely go watch it. <laughs> okay. Well, what's the unit of measurement for those numerical scores? Right. So, so it goes from one to Space Mountain. All right. And so in terms of Disney, this was a solid, solid Haunted Mansion seven. In terms of film, it's from one to Godfather. And this is a solid three uh, Haunted Mansion. Do not go watch <laughs> unless you really want to watch it. Okay. Um, no, but like what object that's like related to the movie would you use as like a measurement? Oh, uh, I would I would use the 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 crest above i don't know if you remember this it's when all the hallways start twisting and turning upon themselves oh, i would yeah. use the the, the the crest as my rating 
Okay. Yeah, for me, the the 2003 Haunted Mansion was like a 5 out of 10, like the most recent time I saw it. Um, right. The Muppets special was probably better, but I barely remember any of it, to be honest. Um, so I don't know like what I'd rate that one. This one, I don't know if it's much better than the 2003 one, to be honest. Uh, so I think I'd give this new one, uh, Haunted Mansion, uh, 5.3 out of 10 Dancing Bears. Dancing Bears? <laughs> yeah, like I just was not enthused by it. it like there were some scary moments but then it became not scary enough even the music Absolutely. felt like it was trying to be too jump scary and like yeah not in Absolutely. an effective way and so it was like yeah it's could have been way better maybe if they had kept del toro it would have been amazing but who knows true 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 true, true. right but yeah, I guess that'll do it. Thanks for being on again on dress. Uh, is there anything you'd like Absolutely. to plug? Uh, I guess eventually I'll have to go back to my own podcast, right? So I, I guess just two lads, which I'll eventually start up again with Kelsey. Oh, uh, finally. I, will, I, will, I know, I know. Well, now that I've graduated, now I have much more time to go and record that. Um. Uh, I will plug my my username on everything, which is Pojeki, P-O-J-E-K-I. Go give me a follow. I absolutely love, uh, I love just to exist in social media. And that's about it. That's about it. All right. Nice. Yeah. Whenever I read or hear Pojeki, it always makes me think of Pazuki, I guess, because. <gasps> Delicious. Yeah, I, I love that connection. I, I will be grateful for that connection. Yeah. We split one at BJ Steakhouse after that iRev show like oh, I remember. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. It was like so long ago, but it doesn't seem like that long ago. It's weird. No, it really doesn't. The older I get, the more I'm like, that feels like that was just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it, if just two ads ever comes back like i'll definitely listen I, you, yeah. you were you were there when i did the instagram note that said hashtag renewed just two lads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i laughed so hard when that happened because it was out of the blue nothing had happened it was just you being like revived just two <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard that day nice all right, and um, I'll include my plugs when I edit this episode like I've been doing recently. Sounds good. All right, now for the plugs. stevenshinder.com, facebook.com slash stevenshinderstorytelling, instagram.com slash stevenshinder, twitter.com slash stevenshinder, or I guess it's at stevenshinder at those two places. Um, you can email delayed replay via delayed replay podcast at gmail.com send in your thoughts on pizookies uh, you can also find me on yes shift it's a podcast slash vlog i do with my dad about the band yes and i've also mentioned my mom earlier in this episode and just want to give her a shout out since this is coming out the day after her birthday so Happy birthday, Mom, and thank you for taking me to all those movies as a kid and for everything else that you've done. Um, yeah, I think those are all the plugs and shout-outs, so back to the end of the show. Yeah, and without further delay, have a good day.